0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Weber. What's up? What's up? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. It's been what? A m- it's been over two months now, right? I've lost track. It's been over. At I, least I know what you're talking about. Two man. months of this garbage garbage intro it it feels like forever it feels like forever what's
1: up what's up is here to stay man
0: uh, i can't wait till i die to be honest (laughs) with you i can't wait for death
1: hey i'll be there to take your spot
0: Oh uh, god. Uh <laughs> or I'll let
1: Dave do
2: it. I honestly <laughs> yeah. might
0: write in my will. Dave is now the the, the, the host of the fast break and, and please destroy what's up, what's up nation.
2: I mean I could take it down real quick. Please do. Please
0: yeah. do. We I thought we only wait till January till Ricky's off anyway. oh yeah, Ricky Ricky's gone in January. So I, I, I actually got well so we got at least uh a little over two months. Yeah. Until he's gone. Worst but, case uh, scenario. Yeah,
1: totally. What's up? What's up? So I gotta
0: say. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be talking about the Pipe Master resigning in Cleveland, four years, fifty-seven million for JR. We're, for those who don't know, who is the Pipe Master? I just master? said JR. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I said four, four years, fifty-seven million okay. for JR. Pipe Smith. City. Uh, we also got Kyle Lowry intending to opt out of his contract this year. So then that means the 2017 free agent class is loaded. Uh, just like JR's pipe, and then also we are going to be talking about the top <laughs> ten teams in the NBA from our positional rankings. We took all of our positional rankings from the point guard, the shooting guard, small forward, po- uh, power forward, centers, head coaches. We did six man, uh, and then we added them all up and, and got you the best top ten teams. Something you guys have been waiting for. Uh, there's gonna be no surprise at top one, but the top five is very surprising, and I don't think we agree with it. So definitely, definitely stay stay tuned. If you're listening on Block Talk Radio, thank you so much. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to to subscribe to our channel and like this video. But let's get into it, boys. Pipe Master Jr. Smith and Cleveland Cavaliers signing a four years, fifty seven million dollar contract, and this is basically being told. ESPN sources saying that uh, this was d- done because uh, uh, Jr. was talking to the uh, Sixers. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Jr. signing back with the uh, the Cavs?
2: I don't know. I think it's probably the best case scenario for Cleveland. I mean, yeah, they're showing out; they're way over the cap. Like they've the the expense money. It doesn't matter though because they got a championship last year, and they need to do everything they can to compete against. Uh, the super team in the west of oh god how, how did i ever forget about them like the golden, state, the golden
1: warriors. state warriors thank yeah. you i'm
2: blinking. i'm like super team da, da, da. no mm. nothing so golden state warriors like they needed jr jr is one of those clutchers fuck players where in the in the times you need him he just drains threes and then during the rest of the time you just kind of excuse his uh behavior his lack of uh, formality, his uh, interesting style, and his locker and presence. I think his
1: daughter said it perfectly. I'm just surprised he didn't get kicked off the team. Well, Pretty also, much.
0: I mean, with Jr. outside of that year he had in New York, coming off the bench, where I believe he was a six man, where he scored 18 points. I mean, this is yeah. probably arguably his best year, just because he was so efficient from the from from the field, and he was also so efficient from three. I mean, obviously in the postseason, he was huge for for Cleveland too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing I. I with this signing, I like I get it. I totally get it. Where I'm like, I made the joke to you guys before we started of, oh, do we even have to talk about this? Because we all knew that it was eventually going to get done, but they kind of had to do it. it. They've get Tristan Thompson now, Jr. Smith, Kyrie, and K. Love locked up till 2020, and then you have LeBron 2019 with contracts. But the thing I look at with Tristan Thompson and Jr. Smith a little bit. Are these players where it's like we want them locked up this long? Because, like you said, yeah, he had two great seasons. The past two seasons have been his best with Cleveland. Mm. After coming off that like ten point, I'm gonna say, bismal season with the New York Knickerbockers, fine and his fit, you know. Then that was it. It's like, yes, it's it's fit again, but I I weary a little bit. Not this year, but maybe in future years, we're looking at this contract going, okay, they're going to be looking to trade J.R. Smith.
0: I think it's kind of the current Danny Green situation in San Antonio, where Danny Green That's, isn't the yeah. same guy that he was when he first got the contract. And, and with with J.R., it's it's a guy who fits the role, and if he can score and provide scoring off the bench, it's it's going to make you a, a playoff contender, because you're already going to be a playoff contender now, but it's just going to help your chances. And you, you obviously saw that in the game where he stepped up huge against the Warriors, where, where he came up big in that second half, I believe, where he, where he hit, like, three threes in a row yeah. and, and really got you know really sealed that game up and, and that that was huge uh and, and jr was it was pretty damn fantastic in pretty much every single game uh for for cleveland in that in the in the nba finals
2: now i think the the best part about jr is the fact that he is instant offense he mm-hmm. doesn't need that time to warm up and gel with the team at this point in his career he can just kind of come off the bench and get his open looks get his spots because everybody on the floor is making plays you've got Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, always demand attention. You've got LeBron James, one of the best passers in the league, who I absolutely like can just dish like two feet. He can just go two feet in the lane, and then like three people swarm him. Open kick to Jr. He's fine. Let him shoot. Like he he is what he's exactly what they want. He's a spot up shooter who has some aggressiveness to his game, and who can come in completely like no prep and just drain it. So uh, it, it's legit what they want, and I think it's it's fantastic that he's able to come and do that again because I want to see them use Kevin Love differently. They try to have Kevin Love be that spot-up shooter on the outside, and I feel like if they let Kevin Love kind of return to his natural game and they you know rely a little bit more on JR to live on that three-point line, I think they're going to be fine. I think this is a team that's going to go right back to a shot at championship.
1: Well, yeah, the big thing for this season, and this is why the signing is the most important, is consistency. The yeah. big thing whenever you see, like I'm looking at the ESPN article now, you see in LeBron's tweet, he mentions that he's happy. He mentions family because he calls him a little brother. When you look at the comments made by the front office of Cleveland, also saying that, you know what, like David Griffin said, it's the core player. It's the family coming in. And that's what this team is developing. They have this core last year. This core helped them win a title over the Warriors. And, The thing about the Warriors that's going to be different is, yeah, they're a super team, like you said, but bringing in Kevin Durant, there were even stories now where Steve Kerr said, like, oh, well, the first few months of the season, Mm -hmm. we're going to be experimenting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a team that's going to be experimenting. Yeah, by the time Cleveland and the Warriors are actually playing when it counts in the finals, that's all going to be hashed out. But this is a team that doesn't need that rehashing because they played last year they're the same core player.
0: No, totally and I, I agree with that and, and one thing that you do look at with with you know the recent uh the, the recent finals cha- champions and really all throughout history is if you look at at the players, they all have or the teams they all have that that guy they can go to for the for spot up shooting. Obviously, look last year, Jr. was that guy for for Cleveland. You look at the year before; I mean, Golden State was a team of just spot up shooters. Uh, you look at the team before that was San Antonio Spurs; they had Danny Green. You look at the the Heat two years in a row; they had Ray Allen, who, who was at able 97, to do
1: that. 98, that was Steve Kerr. Yeah, you're jumping a little in front of me, but
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, you can tra- you can track it back yeah. like, every year. There's always that guy on that team, and I think that. Cleveland did the smart thing by bringing in Dunleavy as a backup guy who, you know, he's at the end of his career, mm-hmm. so I think we can all agree, he's definitely not a clean player, he's, he's possibly one of the dirtiest, but he has that shot still, it's fluid, and it was a, yeah just in case JR isn't available, or, you know, we run into any issues, we've got this backup
0: plan. But yeah, no, adding Dunleavy, bringing back JR, I mean, this team is just fit for a, another title run, and obviously you're, you're always going to be fit for a title run. Uh, when you have LeBron James, but the the, the whole thing was. When LeBron was here, well, in Cleveland a, a long time ago, is he never had those players around him? He never had that set mold of a Finals team, and and now he has that. He has the other guy he can rely on in Kyle Lowry. He kind of has the veteran presence of, of a Kyle guy Lowry. like Lowry. No, you got to tell yourself, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. And There's isn't it funny that he only
1: he only has that player now because he left the first time?
0: Yeah. He was just prepping. He yeah. was just prepping. <laughs> he was he was laying he was laying the uh, pipework. pipework. because uh, you know uh, the NBA is uh, rigged.
1: You guys know that, right? yeah. NBA is totally rigged. rigged.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you, you needed, you needed, uh, veterans. You obviously got that Mike Dunleavy. You needed guys inside. Tristan Thompson, obviously proving that you have an unknown of really what Kevin Love can do because if Love ever returns to his form that mm-hmm. he was in Minnesota, I mean, you're going to have three stars there, which would be absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, still, I mean, they have the mold work obviously for a championship team.
1: Well, and the one thing I'm kind of looking here on our depth charts from uh, our favorite place, um, real G. I feel like they should sponsor com. us at some point. And, um... <laughs> Of course, right now it's a little jumbled up because it's through the preseason. Obviously, LeBron's not going to be bottom of the rotation. He's going to be starting at small forward. But the one player from this JR, like, this JR signing, to me, affects Kay Felder. Because, I mean, before you could see, hey, if Kay Felder performs well, we could run Felder no. and I, uh, like Kyrie out there. Really, he's now the backup. JR is going to be there at the shooting guard, and you don't have to rely on Kay Felder almost every can, single day if Can you we cool to.
0: down on the Kay Felder stuff? No,
1: no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hype but him up. No, but even, you're, no, but you're not the only one. I'm just saying that this now, he can now step back, and you can say you're the backup behind Kyrie See. instead of having to have Kyrie and Kay out there because you didn't have a guy like JR. Instead of like, look at their shooting guards before JR. See, I think Brown and McRae. Yeah. Like, are you confident with that guy starting each and every day instead of a JR? <laughs>
2: look, I think Jordan could. I like him. I think he's due for a breakout mm-hmm. year as a backup, like role player kind of guy. So I, I'm high on him. I think JR sign affects him more than Kay Felder. I think we're all excited to see Kay Felder because he's an exciting player. He was exciting in college. He was someone who captivated people. He had crazy highlight reels.
1: He's getting the preseason hype going.
2: I, I'm not I really am I, the I'm preseason I, hype. To be honest no with one. you, I, I will compare but this to McRae uh, is probably the guy who suffers the most from the sign.
0: Yeah, and and also uh, the uh, the the obvious NBA champion, uh, the, the, the the perennial uh, NBA champion, uh, <laughs> LeBron's uh, tag team buddy, uh, James Jones.
2: Oh God. You're right. You're right, James The coattail rider.
0: Coattail rider. But coattail uh, rider. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm kind of sick of Kay Felder already. He's he's kind of the Dak Prescott of, of the NBA for me. It's like, Uh-oh. all right, really, Uh-oh. are we hyping this guy up? The like, only, the only. Hey, look, he, he is fantastic. And I'm not rooting against him, but the difference
1: Kyrie's not injured, and of course, Kyrie's going to start over him.
0: Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying that. It's just more of. But if Kyrie gets injured, then you're. It's a
1: No. Sean, Sean. Yeah. It's a well, No. It's Dak Prescott. Exactly.
0: Anyways, anyways, J. J. R. Though does help this team, and, and, and it helps their team be able to compete with the, with the crazy stacked up Warriors, which well, which, they, is, which is ridiculous because apparently would, Patrick McCaw. Yeah, I would even is I just now to keep up, up oh. with them, just oh. even to
1: keep up with them, because I mean the Durant signing. Yeah, I don't want to say we hyped it up, but we kind of hyped it up. Like, oh, my God, this team is so great because on paper they are. The Cavs now can say, hey, you know what? We kept the same core. We had the same guys that won us a championship last year. We bring back Richard Jefferson. Who did a great job in the
0: finals? The agents. Now Lunder. we're
1: adding guys like a McRae, like a Kay Felder to help well, us on that. Journey. If you
0: have, if you have a guy like LeBron James, it doesn't matter if you have Kay Felder. It doesn't fucking matter if you have Kay Felder. LeBron, but, but now, but now, Jr Smith, Mike Dunleavy, keeping Richard Jefferson, having Tristan Thompson, having Kevin Love, and having Kyrie Irving. LeBron, that makes you LeBron be able to alone, attack the Warriors.
1: I'll say LeBron alone is an Eastern Conference Final ticket right off the bat by having him on the team.
0: 6 straight years Any, he's been in the finals. Anything
1: yeah. after that though. Yeah, but you got to think like the,
0: Yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm, it's still, I'm impressive. About, it's still impressive. I'm
1: even going back to yeah, before 4 Miami days. Like him alone yeah, Cleveland lock 0. for the 1. lock for the co- like conference finals. You have the pieces around this team. I'm going to say lock for the NBA finals. Whoa, spoiler alert. It's what can you do when you go up against that great team? God, I hope it's the Warriors and the Cavs again because I want to see that. I want to see round three. Do you really? I do because your of, blood pressure. Want to see that? Oh my
0: God! No, no. Dave, do you want to see us fight again? I do. I want to. I want to get it it, on this. Time. I want to
1: see Warriors Cavs. Like I want to see McGregor Diaz part three. You don't even watch MMA. Shut up. I do. I do. I want to see the I, I watched call. I want explain, explain
0: the explain the importance of that.
1: Well, with cuz you had Diaz but re- Diaz the- won the first one, McGregor wins the second one, boom, here's the third one and how much hyped that matchup is. This is the same way. Warriors get one, Cavs win two, we need that third one. We need the third one.
0: Pandering to an audience. Is it going to
1: happen? <laughs> is it going to happen? Pandering. We don't know if it's going to happen. We don't know. they got to make it there. I think they do. I think we're set up for Warriors-Cavs
0: Part I, 3. I think it's very clear and set that we're going to see Cleveland Cavaliers take on the, the Golden State Warriors. Ask Barring me to make injuries.
1: a UFC reference outside of McGregor-Diaz. Don't, Ronda don't ask me. Ronda Rousey. Ah, I forgot about She's back. Apparently. She
0: is back. Apparently she's Fighting back. Fighting at UFC 02, 207, taking on Madden Yes, she is. Uh, but, you know, it's it's more clear-cut because—I'm not going to get into UFC—but uh, it's more clear-cut because <laughs> you, you have the Cavs, who are clearly the favorite in the East. You have the the, the Warriors, who are clearly, clearly the favorite to win, what, 25 straight NBA titles if they if they keep this team around here. It's just more about injuries that, that will, will, mm-hmm. will keep them from it. I mean— God forbid LeBron finally takes a serious injury. That's really the only way I think the Cleveland Cavaliers don't make it. And the then, upside is they can afford to have sit,
2: not not like play full San Antonio Spurs and bench LeBron for. a couple teams months, can, but they have the ability yeah. to do that. They can save LeBron for the playoffs because you know he is going to play about forty minutes a night during the entire playoffs. So look, they're deep enough at this point. I know they don't have you know studs across the board all the way down, but mm-hmm. they've got enough. Capable guys who can step in. And I'm telling you, LeBron is going to go into the playoffs and be comfortable and be well rested. And just light it up they again. They have
1: their core, and they're comfortable with that core.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I think. I think, barring major injuries, it's going to be Warriors, Cavs again. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see a team beating the Cavs in the East. And obviously, if the Warriors can put everything together, there's. I don't think there's a team that can beat them in the NBA.
1: What if it was Sixers, Lakers? Not going to happen. But what if it was?
0: We got
2: a couple years before that. Year? Happens. Yeah, we got a couple. What years. if
0: it was this year, though, guys? Then the I NBA mean, is in trouble. The only way. <laughs> the, NBA is in the only trouble. way if that
2: happens is if multiple people go like Tanya Harding on every superstar league like. Like I mean a hit list of NBA superstars isn't go This is not the
1: first time you've mentioned Tanya Harvey <laughs> on this
2: podcast? I am
0: more comfortable saying that the Orlando Magic will make it to the NBA Finals.
2: Wow. I would
1: love to like I know you will but I want to say want
0: to put money on it. I am more comfortable saying the Magic and Kings will make it than the Lakers at seventy ers Wow. My um, two favorite teams. Papa out there. Giannis Finals MVP. Yes, of course. Uh, real
1: quick though, <laughs> yep. uh, or just' like I, I been,
0: Real quick, I've been looking through the past NBA Finals champions and looking for spot-up shooters. Forgot about this guy. 2005, 2006 Miami Heat team. James Posey. Posey. Posey was a spot-up shooter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up on the JR talk. Obviously a great signing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Just enhances their uh, ability to make it back to the finals and take on the Warriors for uh, for round number three with with them. But I think we're going to move on a little bit. Like Ricky said, we were mostly expecting it. Obviously there was going to be some teams Boston jumping in uh, at some point possibly being able to sign in Philadelphia pushing the Cavs to make this signing. Seems
2: uh, like that's all the 76ers do this year is throw money at other teams' players so they have to pay up. Pretty much. Trilly's setting up for next year.
0: Every eight just like, hey, uh, I, we're going to need a little help on this contract negotiation. And Brian is like, yo, let me check with my dad.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to move on now. We're going to move to a different free agent talk. We're going to be go- looking at next year's class because Kyle Lowry, uh, I believe it was last year, in the, last week, uh, but we weren't able to cover it because we were doing previews. Kyle Lowry says he intends to opt out of his final year of his contract with the Toronto Raptors and potentially join a star studded group of free agents next summer. And you might be asking, hey, Who's a part of the star-studded group? Well, you got some guy named Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, if he uh, declines his player option, Blake Griffin, if he he declines his player option. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's restricted. You got Chris Paul, who's a player option. Giannis
1: signed his contract, so he's off this this list.
0: All right, this one was not updated, so thank you very much, Ricky. Uh, You got Rudy Gobert, who's in talks, but he's still restricted. You got uh, Gordon Hayward, who's got a, a player option. So there's a lot more that we can get to, but it does... Kyle Lowry saying that he's acting out hurt the Raptors in a serious way where they're not contenders if he does leave.
2: Ah, uh, that's
1: tough. I want to say yes. However, it's you one can. of those things where well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are <laughs> like, loud.
1: Like, like this team it's <laughs> it's one of those things where if you take Lowry out, are you confident that DeMar DeRozan yeah, can be the guy? Know. Is he the guy to lead the team or do you need Batman and Robin there in the back?
0: Oh, you definitely need Batman and Robin. I don't yeah, even like, like DeMar. I think DeMar DeRozan's one. completely over it anyways. So, I don't think he's going he's to be able to lead his team. <laughs> Tell lead us a team how I really himself. feel, Sean. I just said how I f- really feel. I think he's overrated. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I, yep. I just told you that. Uh, but I, I think that DeMar DeRozan isn't good enough to lead the Raptors back to like an Eastern Conference Finals appearance by himself. So, I think you need that Batman Robin dynamic in Toronto. And you don't really see anyone coming up really so you, quickly. You don't for, got faith in uh, Fred Toronto. Van Vliet? No. Uh, why would i Corey joseph now no Corey joseph isn't bad but i don't think he's a he, i think you need another star kyle lowry is that star for you and de and Derozan can be a star i just think he's a little bit overrated uh but but i think those two work so well together and then you have those great players like corey joseph and, and uh valentunas on that team that, that really helps it i don't think valentunas is a star uh and, and really can be a star but he's a really, no, good, he's a really hoping,
2: good everyone was hoping he would have that breakout year but it's just this is what he is just accept it Move on, hope that hope that uh Jakob hurdle will come in maybe uh in in a, in due time outshine him.
1: Well, because you know you weren't gonna pay uh Sean's boy Biznack Biombo to stay on Biznack the team. Biambo.
2: Biznack, Biznack Biombo, Biznack. Biznack. Biznack, Biznack. Uh now you gotta hope for Demar Carroll to be that rebound guy because yeah. look, he had an off year. Uh you hope he can duplicate the success he had with the Atlanta Hawks and being that shutdown, being that guy who can stretch the floor out. Uh, But, yeah, if Kyle Lowry doesn't return, this team is pretty screwed. Well, then let's look at this outright. year
0: because we, he is going to be here for this year. Uh, Do the Raptors have a chance of beating the Cavs, even though we just talked about the Cavs are the clear favorite? Do they have a chance? Because if I'm looking at it, obviously they were the second-best team last year. They beat them in the regular season. We were all talking. That sparked a conversation like, hey, can the Raptors do this? Yep. Can the Raptors compete this well, year? I think they
1: can. Like, this decision by Lowry to say, hey, I'm going to opt out It doesn't change the can they compete because I think that, like, to me right now, it comes down to four teams that I'm looking at as possibly, well, the Cavs, so three teams possibly playing the Cavs. In the Eastern Conference Finals, number one's the Raptors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two's the Pacers. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Number
1: three's the Celtics. Yep. Oh, those are the three. Those are the three. Pacers and I Raptors are like my top two. Celtics, I'm but uh... the Celtics could come in there that next it. year, building with just keep on building with Brad Stevens.
2: I'm all about forming a fucking wall.
1: <laughs> I don't think the Pistons are there yet, Dave. They might be oh, middle think, of the pack, think, and
2: then you, uh, get those up those were there. the most exciting non-wins I've ever seen in the playoffs. I, I, with Cleveland, mm-hmm. Cleveland versus uh, I, Detroit. See,
0: that's that's the one thing is 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 the the power discrepancy in the East. It's like it's Cleveland up here, and everybody mm-hmm. else, and then like 50 feet down, it's like, oh, here's the Raptors, here's the Celtics, here's the Pistons, well, here are the Pacers. Thing that's going to go into yeah. it. in that with, order. But just with saying, the
1: playoffs, yeah. it's also all about who you're matched up with. Like, the Pistons and the Cavs, that was a rough matchup. Yes, the Cavs got through it in four, but you said most exciting game, exciting non-wins that you ever watched from the Pistons' side. To me, with Toronto, to bring it back to Lowry, is this opting out completes a total different discussion of if you're the Raptors, do you sit there, let's say we're getting towards the trade deadline now, do you sit there and say... You know what? We need to compete with LeBron. We're going to keep Lowry past the trade deadline and just hope in the offseason that uh, we can win him over and he can stay. Or does this now create, as we get closer to the trade deadline after the All Star game, do the Raptors go, hey, you know what? I know we got to compete with LeBron, but. We might need to get something for Lowry because he ain't
0: staying. Well, one one thing that he did say is that he preferred to remain with the Raptors, but also acknowledge he's open to seeing what else is out there. He's also said if you're that franchise is guy and you're the guy that they've been rolling with, basically, and you've been giving the franchise everything you have, basically, then, yeah, if you're I the think Raptors, the contract negotiation you, should be easy. Just let me finish the quote a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. Basically, if you're the Raptors, can you outpay every other team? That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, there. you can because the team that you originally signed with, you can give them most money. I mean, you can give them most years and most money, which which would Lead to that, yeah. and it's really more of would it would an opportunity open up where it's kind of a KD situation where it's too good to pass up, and
2: it's a smart financial move. On the other yeah. hand, like you can't blame Kyle Lowry for opting out because the cap has gone up. There's so much more money mm-hmm. available for him. He'd be stupid if he didn't mm-hmm. do this opt yeah. out. But look, uh, there, like you said, it, it's it's gonna be similar to KD because of the loyalty thing. Look, he's a guy who bloomed late in his career, so he the biggest paycheck is going to be this year. Like this is, and gonna this is be his biggest, most money, last one too, and it will be guaranteed. Yeah. So, look, I, I think that he has uh, about a I want to say about seventy percent chance of returning to Toronto after this year. I think the midseason discussion is going to be interesting because of this team and how they unroll. Because if they get on a roll, if they kill it in the regular season like they were last year, and they're year, constantly second
1: behind the Cavs,
2: they're going to keep him mm-hmm. because. Anything can go in a best of series. Yeah. They can go out there and just ball out. But if maybe
1: they're fourth in the East, and if they're getting yeah, a they're little gonna be a
0: playoff team, I think they could even be number one in the East just because Cleveland might be on coast mode.
2: Yeah, there's a very good chance. I, I think
0: I think that could be something. But also, let's say Kyle Lowry gets injured. Do they think? Do they plan on trading him if he's healthy near the trade deadline? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's there's a lot out there. I but, think but,
1: that like that contract. That's the conversation that this will rev up all season. Is. Do we put him on trade watch middle of the season?
0: I, I think I think that's definitely out there just because they might not want to have what happened to Katie and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, one final thing that I do want to touch on, on on the free agent market is is look at that market and, and really, what do you think is 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 the big thing that could happen? Because obviously you got Steph out there. Do, do we He's not think, leaving. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, do, the, do you they, honestly they, think he's going to go? They, yeah, that that would Steph be, and K
2: D seem to be like having, I mean, well, in Katie's, Katie's words, could, I've been Katie having more go. fun here than ever. Yeah. A this is option. how you really play well, basketball. Yeah.
1: I, the one thing, can I say one thing about the KD step thing before so I get yeah, in? Is <laughs> I, was wa- I was watching, I think it was from It was the one big thing that SVP does. I think it was last night and I watched it this morning, I totally agree with him where it's like now we're taking this Katie russ stuff where it's like third girl's is like, oh, Dave, do you hear what Sean said about you, man? Oh, I know. Do you I hear love what it. he said about you? I love you? it. Are you kidding me? I <laughs> or love Or it's like shit. Katie will say like, oh, well, I haven't played on a team this selfish in forever. And Selfless. then they'll be like, whoa, whoa, well, Russ, did you hear uh, what yeah. he said? And then Russ kind Every kinda, comment is just a back like, and forth. Can we cut it out and just play I, some basketball like – the one thing they play that, each other right well, off the bat. The one thing that SVP said and it totally like hit me was, just because you work someone work with someone doesn't mean you have to like them.
0: And one thing yeah. that I did see too it was it was fun. it was I think it was some picture on Instagram. It was just like it was a picture of Katie. He was like, I don't like playing with anyone that rhymes with Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> KD comes out and says I don't like anyone that's name i with Russell but yeah I think I think the two main ones in KD and Steph are, are definitely going to probably stay I, with the Warriors I'd be shocked but the big one is probably Blake Griffin well I it, was going to say the big team it's, that it's, needs to
1: make the
2: decision is the Clippers yeah. the Clippers got three guys
0: are you
1: keeping well with me
2: I was looking at Blake or CP3
0: well and JJ and, you got JJ. and, JJ. and JJ. JJ too so you, got, but, you
2: got your core there
0: that has been unable to produce mm-hmm. and JJ is a guy that could be that piece that a team's missing oh, to to, yeah. to jump every, in because every
2: year teams try to throw money because he is a clutch as fuck three point shooter. He he's coming the,
0: off one of the best years, second best shooter in the league, or, yeah. or, or probably third. He's top three. And yeah. being behind a guy like, guys like Steph and Clay. I mean, that's that's yeah. You can throw all the money in the world for him. Can I ask you this? With the
1: Clippers, we mentioned this conversation in our head coaches, but I'm going to take it a step in a different direction because we had a commenter bring up a fact. That I completely forgot about. Doc Rivers isn't just the head coach; he also does the basketball operations with the Clippers.
0: He's mm-hmm. also their faja. Soon- well, yeah, that's why Austin Rivers still has a job. Sooner <laughs> or later,
1: sooner or later, do we see the Clippers say, "Hey, you know what? You can still be the head coach, but we're getting someone else in here that can put a team together." And- some pieces, because with Doc mm-hmm. Rivers, I don't think that with him as the basketball operations guy. I think this offseason it becomes JJ is a huge question mark to me whether he'll return or not. But when it comes to CP three and Blake, I think it's a choice. I think they're gonna choose one and I wanna predict that they'll choose Blake Griffin. Rightfully so th- because he's yeah. and I say yeah. rightfully so only because he's younger than CP three. And it's one of those things like we mentioned in uh last week's podcast, they can have the two towers down low with DeAndre Jordan,
2: yeah. and CP3, floor general, given so much credit, but at the same time, it's like, hey, at what point are you going to you know, quit making excuses for the guy not winning and the championship?
0: Hell, I'll throw it out there. If they do want to try something else, I mean, Kyle Lowry will be a free agent. Oh. So if there are trade int- one or uh, swap out aging point guards, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, they, I think Kyle Lowry is a little bit younger than, than Chris Paul, but I think they're, they're, near, yeah, they're, they're near. Yeah, they're they're near the same. The, yeah. yeah, they're definitely near the the same range. But I mean, uh, other guys that are out there, a guy that really intrigues me is Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward, think, he's definitely yeah. going to decline his player option. Yeah, he's because gonna go he's going to get Boston. He's going to get. <laughs> <there's a lot. laughs> the, he got the Butler connection here, but 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 still, I mean, it, it's most likely clear that he's going to opt out just because Mm -hmm. so he can take that money and obviously i mean he'd be an idiot not to so gordon hayward if i'm your agent i'm saying drop 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 the utah jazz and and at least see what's out there pull a kyle lowry here but do you think gordon hayward can kind of change a franchise because he's kind of been built up to be a star but we really don't see stars grow out of utah
2: you're right and it's it's a it's a low media market kind of town so you don't hear a lot about him even low media market low low um, you don't hear as much about him as you probably should. He he's a fantastic young player, but I honestly think that yeah, there there's zero chance he will return to Utah after. You think there's year. a zero chance? I think zero. Well like they, really.
1: The only reason I would kind of agree with that is Utah's a low media market, but they're not the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another low media market, but they're on the other side of the conference. Meaning And they exploded with the right the popularity. Side. Yeah, and they're at the top of the conference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh no, I think Hayward's walking. He's gonna get his paycheck from somebody else and make them a much better team. I don't think he's a franchise changing player. I think he's very good and because of Utah's lineup, he's been able to mm-hmm. really thrive in the last couple of years and, and grow out his game. But no, I don't think I don't think he's going to be like that guy who's like, if we just get Gordon Hayward, like Championship well, lock.
0: Ricky throughout Boston. Do you think? Do you think he would I, I think kind it's a of great fit make for Boston? Do you think he would kind of make Boston give Boston that another edge? Where it's like, oh shit, they might be the second best Assuming team.
2: Assuming Isaiah stays where he's at, uh, talent wise or performance wise, not uh-huh. talent wise, performance wise. And you see a lot of good things out of your, like, 14-deep bench.
0: And him and Horford, too.
2: Him and Horford. Well,
1: and him and Brad Stevens, old Let's coaches see, going yeah, back to yeah. college.
0: Well, no, I'm, I'm more seeing from Isaiah yeah. Thomas and El Horford what yeah. they can do this year. Right. So right. then it, would it be make sense to bring Gordon Hayward? Because you even have Jalen Brown, that might stun his and, growth.
2: Well, no, I, th- I think Jalen Brown will be fine one way or the other. He, he's got a long way to go, but at the same time, we've seen just raw athleticism. He can take it to the hole on just about anybody. Mm. So... Now, I think that I think him to the Celtics is probably the most impactful move that he could make. And from a team standpoint, that would be the biggest gain.
1: The one free agent for next season that I think we're all obviously we're all going to be watching him this year is Derrick Rose. And it's not going to be just for the how he's going to play this season, but also because I'm going to throw out there everything that's going on in his legal charges right now and in his legal trial that could affect his season tenfold. So you have that, you have his play. Going off the play, if he has a contract year and he just balls up like he did the last time he had a contract year, is some team out there going to say, yeah, he's a 28-year-old point guard, but you know what? We're going to overpay for a guy with multiple knee surgeries who in two years, two, three years, is going to be on the wrong side of 30.
2: Yeah, but same time, if he has the potential to spark off an offense and absolutely ball out like you said then i don't think there's anything wrong with that in today's nba you have to pay for guys on what they can do for you right now injuries happen yes he has a bad history of it but at the same time he's still that guy who can just he's got magic in a bottle sometimes do the you clipper can't deny that. do the
1: clippers look at him maybe go with blake and then J. we see jj and cp3 leave that makes and no they sense bring to in me D
0: rose that makes no sense to me why would you bring in a point guard who's aging and has multiple knee issues when you could just bring in chris paul who's better and doesn't have the knee problems I'm, I'm I don't just throwing I'm throwing it out there. Obviously, and, and I'm just Doc, obviously Doc Rivers, yeah. like with his right. basketball operational. Can you, can operational you see skills. any of these guys
2: like teaming up together though to well, form a new that super was, team? That was
0: gonna be my final question here: is, is what guy can either add to a team that's currently is, existing and make a, another super team and, and kind of add to that depth? Like, could a guy go and be with Russ and, and possibly make a super team there, or can can we see a super team here? Obviously, one and two already are on a super team with with Steph and KD. Uh, but I think I think one thing that might be interesting is that I don't think there's a guy out there – I don't think there's guys out there that can be like, oh, let's team up and, and make a super team because if there's any of those guys, it's like, well, Blake and CP3 already did it and didn't work out that much. I think it's more of you can put a guy on a different team and make it a super team. And I think that's that's something that we could possibly see. Who that is and what team it is, I'm not entirely sure, but obviously – We haven't seen L.A. make any big moves, and I'm talking about the Lakers here. We haven't seen L.A. make any huge splashes, and a huge splash would, for them, I honestly, I look at the restricted free agent, I look at number six here on Hoops Hype, it's Rudy Gobert. Imagine adding a guy like Rudy Gobert, a a rim protector who's that young, who's not that great of a scorer, but you don't need him to be that great of a scorer because you do have Russell and you do have uh, Ingram and you have have all these great scorers uh, guard-wise. I think Rudy Gobert, if you add him to a team like the Lakers, I think that makes the the Lakers so fucking dangerous in the future.
2: Oh, it definitely would. I I think that Gobert, because of his age, but also his just dominance down low that he could bring, and that's we're we're hoping that he lives up to the hype again and continues to grow his game. I don't think he's hit his top end yet, so I think he'd be an absolute stud and a great pickup for the Lakers. My guy, my my guy, I'm thinking about is Paul Millsap. Mm-hmm. I think quietly he has been just dominating. I think that's one of the things like Atlanta's like, oh well, we lost Horford, but we brought in Dwight. Well. We'll oh, fine because Dwight's here. Mm-hmm. Da, da. You're giving no credit to Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap has been better and better and better. And dude is a stud. He's a perennial all-star. I think that he is a guy who can easily, any team who wants him, huge huge plus.
0: Not trying to take this away from him, but he did spike when he's with Buttonholzer. Do you think it's mainly because of the way that Atlanta runs their team?
2: Uh, I mean, systems help. There's mm-hmm. no denying. A guy has a fit to a system, but I think that he's a guy who should probably cash in again.
0: Well, do you think you should cash in, or do you think you should go ring chasing?
2: Ooh,
0: a la, a la, a la how about David West? How about oh, he's do, he's got more value than David West. I know he does.
2: How about do
1: a little bit of both? Where uh, let's go to a system where Budenholzer came from, where they're running the same system. Also, Paul Gasol might take a player option. They may need a power
2: forward. The Spurs. Yeah, I can't argue like that. That just that like fits Mills like
1: Millsap to the Spurs. You have LaMarcus Aldridge and uh, Millsap is your Kawhi. And Kawhi. Your, and Kawhi. And I I'm need to guards. Just the give form. them guards, the well, love of God. CP3 to the Spurs. Spurs super, Shoot, shit. Spurs super team. Spurs
0: super team. CP3, Paul Millsap, LA, and, and and Kawhi. Would that would that be the best super team out there? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to be Curry, Draymond, and, like, and they've Durant got the out, and they've got
2: the shooters, but like all as around as a team, as a team, like shit. That'd be crazy.
0: So so let's say that happens. CP3 and Paul Millsap, the weirdest combination in the world. Seriously. It's like, hey, dude, you want to go to wanna go to go San Antonio? Want to go to the big market of San Antonio and win some rinks? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think that would happen, though? And, and would that be the best super team in the NBA? That's I, the final question.
2: I don't think it would, but I think it would be entertaining as fuck because personality-wise, it would be an interesting mix. CP3 outside of the limelight might be interesting. Uh, San Antonio is a little break from the media forum, so... He's a guy who's always like – it seems like we give him the free pass on a lot of things anyway, but no, I think that'd be great. I, I, I'd rather get them a i – I'd just double guard backcourt and free agency. They need two guards.
0: So I got, maybe Kyle Lowry and Chris Baldwin. Well, that does make sense because they're both not scorers. But anyways.
1: I got one to throw out there, yeah. and this is, this is coming from a Twitter follower of ours. He mentioned us in a tweet um, earlier – about four days ago, actually, when What's I looked What's his at name? Give him Chris some Hawkins. Check. Got okay. to give there Chris goes. Hawkins. Follow him on Twitter at ChrisUnited93. I'm not sure if the website is the most creditable, but I'm throwing out the idea just in case. It's the parent Herald says the headline is DeMarcus Cousins and Russell Westbrook to Spurs trade happening in 2008 free agency.
0: 18.
2: 18. So well, I mean, two thousand eight. So maybe that's from now.
1: I know, but maybe they don't do it this year and
2: they try to get Westbrook and cousins. Ugh, wow, next that year. Is, that is some horrendous personalities to match yeah, up. Huh?
0: That's weird that's bad personalities because Russ is obviously so alpha and then you got you got Cousins, Bogey, who's a complete who's just... alpha, and then <laughs> well, also, Boogie,
1: but because they know each other, like we're the same personality, we can get
0: along, and they can. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the locker room would literally. Yeah, hate that them. sounds great. Just uh, add
1: Rajon Rondo.
0: It'd be but great. they also, they, <laughs> that also doesn't make sense to me in general because Lamarcus Aldridge is great in the post and kind of he can he, can, he can stretch out, but he's I mean you don't really I mean that's not really what LA does best is stretch out and obviously Cousins is best with his back to the basket, but he and he can obviously stretch out to three, but also. He's not the greatest at doing that. So I think that's a lot of, I think that's, I think that's just putting names where names could be.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's just the uh, DeMarcus Cousins, like yearly game of who's going to get DeMarcus Cousins this year. still going to be Boston. Talk about the trades. Is it
1: more of a, with the, cause we mentioned the Spurs, do the Spurs try to set this free agency up for a possible Westbrook run? Maybe don't get the point guard this year because we're gonna shoot for to try to get Westbrook next
0: year. I think Pop would would stay away from that. I think Pop would be going to a guy like Chris Paul, who is more of a team oriented player, because that's that's who who San Antonio looks. And and, and Paul Millsaps a guy who's team oriented too. And 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 all the players they've brought in consistently are guys who are team oriented.
2: and they need because they need it now. Like I can
0: see I, I can see Kyle Lowry fitting there as
2: well. You've got. Two guys who right now are studs, one who is just in his prime and kwai who I mean, you need this is the time to strike. This yeah. is when Kwai needs to get his championships. So I want them to get some guards. I want them to go for it in the next two years.
0: All right. And we're going to move on now to our top 10 teams. If you do want to check out our listing, check it out in the description below. We got 1 through 10 here. Guys, no surprise. We don't need to talk about them too much because we've been talking about them really this whole podcast. The Warriors are our number one team with 182 points. If we look at the number number two team, they have 155 points. So a complete blowout. (laughs) The Warriors had the best point guard, the best shooting guard, which Dave is still salty about. Uh, For fair reason. For fair reason. reason, Technically, uh, though, hard. Garden's a point guard. He now beat, he is, but he yeah, wasn't. But he, was okay, but he, okay, but he wouldn't stop. beat out Steph Curry. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Or,
1: or Russell okay, or
0: Bro. Stop. Okay, stop. Uh, and the Warriors had the best <laughs> point guard, they had the best shooting guard. Uh, which a lot of people See, disagree with, and not only Dave. Uh, the small small forward, they had number two because we had LeBron above KD. Uh, then Draymond was the number two power forward, and then Zaza Petrulia was like 23. But then they also had the best coach and the third best six man. So they had 182 points. Not shocking here. You
1: were close. I'm going to correct you for two things. It's 24 for Zaza. Fourth for uh, the six
0: man. Well, I did my math wrong, no, Ricky. I know, so I know. I'm I, sorry.
1: It's, I'm cheating. I have it in front of me on our WordPress with the nice little rankings there. So ju- just correcting you a little Back bit.
0: Uh, well, it's your backwards math. So I see seven, yeah. so then I'm trying to like <laughs> do it in my head and find the ranking. Uh, and I did twenty. I did seven plus thirty. You did or a great whatever. job. Like stand up job. Though. I did seven it was minus like twenty three. I did job. seven minus twenty. Uh, I did uh, thirty <laughs> minus seven. So it was twenty three. <laughs> yeah. So God forbid my math was wrong. But anyways, no surprise to the Warriors here. But let's run down these rankings. Number uh, 10 team, we got the Toronto Raptors. Number 9, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number 8, we have the Atlanta Hawks. And the Hawks and Cavs are tied here They're at 8-9. Uh, the 7 is the San Antonio Spurs. 6 is the Boston Celtics. And here's where it gets weird. Yeah, it gets awesome the number 5 team it's awesome. the minnesota timberwolves Woo! the number 4 team the utah jazz that's a shocker the number 3 team the detroit pistons build a fucking, fucking wall. wall and <laughs> the number 2 team the los angeles clippers and obviously like i said number 1 team golden state warriors what yeah, we the got fuck, no, we guys we got no catchphrase for the clippers guys uh no, no. guys what happened what happened here what? that that this 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 mess the clip
1: the clippers is the easiest so i'm gonna start there yeah, okay. cp3 Blake, J.J. Redick, and DeAndre Jordan. Oh, wait. And Doc. And Doc. And, and, and the six-man of Jamal Crawford. They're very top-heavy. All
0: top-heavy. Top 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 yes, 10. very top-heavy.
1: Yeah. Where it was the Pistons, yeah, Drummond helps. Yeah, the six-man, they had the fifth-best six-man. It's, it's more of, like, the thing about the Pistons and the Jazz, they were really close. They were only two points off. So, like, one change— The thing that really did help the jazz was Rodney Hood was kind of high. Gordon Hayward helped them out. We had, um, I mean, we had Gobert up there. The jazz to me, though, I look at this and I go fourth best. Probably not gonna pan out like we have it right but, but here. But the
0: thing is, is that we have again. We keep bringing this up, and it's it's star power driven league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, you, you look at this and you see they oh, got the great
1: de- player. Uh, they got good players, but no star.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Is and that's is, not a
1: knock against Hayward.
0: if you yeah, but if you look at this though, we they don't have a twenty nine or a thirty. But if you look here at, at number nine, you, you see the biggest number thirty here for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's LeBron James, and that's yeah. the reason why they are winning championships. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not saying that. No, the let's Cavs... be honest.
2: If we could put LeBron James's rightful place as head coach as well, they'd be even higher. Exactly.
0: If, if, well, if, technically, if you did it look it at LeBron our coaching thing, Tyler. Is, yeah.
2: LeBron featuring Tyloo. But if we could give him the full credit, he would be the number one head coach in the league. Uh, he number, be. Two head. <laughs> number two, number two. if we did still... GM rankings, yeah, and G- got add in GM rankings. N- number
1: two, we got to give full credit to Luke Walton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, so right, so right. What, sir, saying so is, right. what we're, <laughs> we're saying here is blame uh dot com. Uh, yeah. But uh, but star power, but star it power. really is. If yeah. yeah. you mm-hmm. don't have
2: a, if you don't have that one stud on your team or two studs, even you know it doesn't matter. Like yeah, we've so got we've got Kyrie. like the Clippers who. Lots of lots of great players couldn't pull the trigger in the playoffs. They've constantly disappointed. Well, they're not a full team. You don't have
0: a small forward. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: that, that, that's their that, lowest they ranking. They don't at, have a,
0: what twenty six or something like that.
2: But to be fair, like the Warriors played like four positions on their team as well.
0: So, but they have the bench. They got the bench. They have the bench. They don't the clippers. Have, don't they don't have the center position? And that's really what hurt them at at in in the finals. But they still have an amazing bench. Yeah,
2: still didn't hurt their
0: ranking. Pistons. Though. I love yeah. I love their depth.
2: They're young and they're super exciting. I think we're all really high
0: on them. And they have potential stars and just haven't hit it yet multiple yeah i mean multiple. andre drummond reggie jackson will, will look fantastic tobias harris looked dominant when he was when he when he when he came, came over. over yep and then yep. obviously you know having a having a coach like van gundy and it's that's something with the pistons too where i i'm shocked that they're that high i feel like but the, then again it's kind of warranted because I feel they're, like they're the that
2: pistons good. Are like the better version of the magic
0: <laughs> like they're what the Magic
2: wish they were.
0: When the when the Magic are like
2: so we got, when we got magic, ten deep when the we're Magic like, yeah, yeah, have sure. kept,
1: when they should have kept I'm VG.
2: When they <laughs> should have kept it. Like, kept <laughs> they they are the ten deep, you know. We got a ton of great guys. The Wolves, honestly, is the one that I'm interested well, in because the wolves are we like two K seventeen? I wanna say the thing with the Wolves the and the
1: Jazz, team. you can those two might be a little bit you might disagree with me with what I'm gonna say with those two teams, but I look at all ten of these teams. And the one thing I look at and I go, they could be potential playoff teams. They could be potential teams to the make the playoffs. Like, the Wolves, the Jazz are that team where it's like, are they going to be the eighth seed in the West? Or are they not going to be in? But like you ask anyone, Raptors, yeah, they'll probably get in. Hawks,
0: yeah, they'll probably get in. I could see it. it.
1: Cleveland, of course. Spurs, of course. Celtics, of course. T Wolves, I'm high on, so I'm going to say, yeah. Jazz, like I in, said, are in if the yeah. Pistons, Clippers, Warriors in the playoffs. That's so, the thing that out of any other of the three tiers we talked about, this top tier, I could see, I wouldn't be surprised if all 10 of these teams were playoff teams at the end
0: of the year. And, and this is one thing. The Jazz and Wolves are easily the worst two teams in this top 10, and you, and you can't dispute that. They're, <laughs> they are the worst t- two teams, Statistically, even, yep. even though they're, mm-hmm. they're so high. And, and even even like actual talent-wise, I mean, th- they have a lot of potential. And, mm-hmm. and and if the Jazz and Wolves aren't here this year, or, or show that they're in, up here by the, the end of this year, they're definitely going to be there at some point, just because they they are so good and have so much potential. And, and they might not have those stars yet, but Gordon Hayward, if he does stay with the Utah Jazz, Dave say, saying there's zero percent that that happens. Yep. If he does stay, he might be able to flourish into that star. We yeah, obviously got Wiggins and Cat here in, um, in the Timberwolves. They got – And Chris Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much potential there with the Wolves. The Wolves might be two when the when the Clippers fall apart here. So well, there's a lot of a lot of potential there. Oh,
1: on yeah. the other side of that discussion, we might have gotten comments already. You guys are fucking stupid. The Cavs are not at number eight. They should be at number totally two. But explained it. But, I mean, and that's it. You look at it, 23, 21, 21 for six-man um, center and shooting guard. It's like yes, you have LeBron. Yes, you have Kyrie. Yes, you have K Love. Those are your top players. Besides that, it's what really did you have? were the T Wolves, like you were talking about, we're high on Wiggins. We're high on Chris Dunn. We are high on um, the are on Ricky Rubio a little bit. Ricky Rubio's. Yeah, middle. no, you're not. Don't but, lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost tried to fit that lie, but mm-hmm. that is what the, I said last week holds true. He's been back. It's not about how many players you have on your team. It's about how good those players are. So the Cavs might have three good players. Yeah, in these rankings, they might be low, but in real life, they're the best yeah, team in it, the East. It's good
2: versus great. I mean, yeah. in the NBA, you got to remember, there, there's 500 guys. These are literally the best 500 players in the world. So when we, when we say somebody's not that good, they're still amazing players. But mm-hmm. look, you're, you're very good. LeBron James is a fucking legend and, next to you, and that's the something.
1: One and it's two. like the space between the Warriors and the Clippers on our ranking, yeah. And, and that's thirty point difference.
0: And that's something I want to mention too is is that you know KD being number two got the same amount of points as as, uh, as you know James Harden did at shooting guard, or, mm-hmm. or if we look at a, at a little bit of a weaker position, DeAndre Drummond, yeah, DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Drummond at center, like the same same points as being behind LeBron. But if we did mm-hmm. it by actual star power, I mean, Cleveland would probably be number two easily because of LeBron James. Getting Getting like 150 points if, if we were just giving it out there. I mean, I mean, it's just more about the players that you have, and, and it is. It, we're taking our positional rankings and adding those up. So, like, well, we're, and th- these aren't. This isn't like we were like, oh, the Cavs are yeah. oh, the ninth best team. Well, this is just how the, the rankings ended and up. And this
1: is kind of a whole thing together because now you guys can go back two weeks of articles for the fast break on our website, mostvaluablepodcast.com, mm-hmm. and I'm see the description too. Like, this whole. Rankings. It was interesting, and the reason why I love we did this was, yeah, it was great to do the positional rankings, but now it's great to see, okay, with those positional rankings, how did we see the teams rank out? How would these teams be 1 through 30 with the rankings that we provided? And the one thing, the only thing that's of, if this was like a scientific experiment, the one variable... That, Because there's always this one variable where it's like, okay, you know what? You got to take that into consideration. The sixth man, Sean was not here. So Rankin stepped in for that. So there's always that one variable, but most of them were us three in the room ranking these guys. And if – I don't know about you guys. Maybe your opinions are different than mine. But for the most part, I think we got it right with – I mean, I know, like, the ones we disagree with. Like, I had Luke Walton really high for the coaches. Um, Dave said James Harden, where we said Clay Thompson. I feel like with our rankings, the three of us together— they all leveled out, and then these rankings were born. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and one thing too is is that they weren't like position weighted because we talked we, we kind of dreaded doing the shooting guard rankings because we're like okay we got we got like what the top five are, are really good and then like everyone else is like meh where yeah. we look at the small forward position where it's uh, you or know, even the LeBron, power forward yeah I mean well small forward, KD Lebron mm-hmm. Kai, uh, Kawhi Jimmy Carmelo Barber. Jimmy. Uh, Paul George, I didn't want to leave him out. Uh, like those guys mean so much to their team, and th- those are the stars. If we were ranking it by stars here, then yeah, I mean Warriors would still be number one. Cavs are probably too easy. I mean that's yeah. that's the thing. So it's it's not really the Cavs are the ninth best team in but the league. They're number two.
2: The one consistent thing across like the top you know eight teams is head coach in the top ten. I think that that stands a lot. F- that speaks a lot for what we think uh, the impact of a great head coach to a
0: team really does. Dwayne Casey, the only one that's not in there. No, and he, Ty
1: Lue. Ty Lue was at fourteen, and Casey's
0: at fifteen. Yeah. They're no, the so, only two so out. Ty Lue and yeah. Casey. Yeah, yeah. and, and I mean, like we said, LeBron would be number one. So LeBron
2: would be up there. <laughs> but look, it, it, it's it's the it's crazy to think of the impact, and we don't give head coaches credit for oh well, you won X games. That's all on you. No, no, it, it's what was your impact to a mm-hmm. team? What did you bring to the table? What did you put together offensively, defensively, matchup-wise, and through best-of-series. And I think that the fact that we nailed these teams, and like you said, you know, top eight out of the ten are top ten coaches, I think that speaks a lot to these organizations, how well they're run, and how well they're well, going to do in the coming years.
1: And that even goes to, I'll go back to two teams we kind of focused on a little bit ago, the Jazz and the T-Wolves. Thibodeau was our fifth-best coach. Quinn Snyder, even though I didn't technically agree, like I said, the whole leveling out thing happened, Mm -hmm. and he was number nine. Yeah. He was a top-ten coach, and that's another thing that kind of boosted these two into the top ten, and,
0: and real quick, the two the two coaches that didn't make it, uh, Eric Spolstra almost did. The Heat were twelve, and the reason he's so low is just because of the, the team that was so old and, and, and depleted. Chris and Bosch obviously, as marks, well. Yep. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Wade leaving obviously hurt them as well. And the other guy was uh, Rick Carlisle of the Mavericks, who really isn't getting that much help from his his, his front office, and that's why yeah. he is so high. Is because he takes what he's given and he consistently gets it's, the it's, Mavericks to the playoffs. It's
2: it's incredibly impressive what he's done with absolute dumpsters of teams and Dirk yeah so
1: <laughs> i thought you said dirt for a second but i'm like no he said dirk.
0: Dirt. yep dirt. dumpsters and dirt
2: uh, but yeah no it, it's kind of cool because like if you look at the rankings and like how many top 10 players like where the impact is across these it, and you're, you're right on sean it, it's shooting guard is by far the weakest position or the i, I almost want to say the least impactful because there are only four top 10 shooting guards in the top 10 team so i feel like if in today's day and age you need to be either a point guard or a small forward to have that huge impact on a team. That is, those are the most impactful positions in the NBA in today's game. Mm-hmm. That kind of it's, it's interesting to think about.
1: Well, yeah. And another thing I look at a position I'm just going down is the center position because it's the Warriors had twenty four, the Jazz at eleven, they're barely outside of it. Um, the Cavaliers at twenty one, and then the Raptors at thirteen. Six of our top 10 teams had a top 10 center on that team.
0: Mm -hmm. And also one thing that I do want to throw out there, too, is a a small forward. Number one, Warriors had KD, who was 29. You had the Pistons, who I believe had Tobias Harris, who just made our top 10. The Wolves had Wiggins, Spurs had Kawhi, Mm -hmm. and the Cavs had had um, LeBron, but one thing that people have always said, too, is if you look at the Jazz, Jazz, Gordon Hayward, more more of a small forward yeah. than a shooting guard, and that was just more of my real GM that, that, and, that didn't put right. that, and, and Jimmy Butler also, wasn't there, too, as, also as well. Also, one
1: thing that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, if JR would have signed when we did the shooting guard rankings, yeah, the Cavs would have been a little bit higher.
0: They would have been much higher. That's they would have been higher. We, we because used JR yeah. would have yeah. been... A
1: lot higher. The That's Shumper why Shumpert was at twenty third overall on the shooting guard. So, so the, the Hawks and Cavs would be tied for sure. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. could have been a top five team just because I think Jr. would be easily top fifteen, maybe even top ten.
0: Yeah, I I, I would agree with that too. I, well, I don't know about top ten because uh, I said
2: yeah. maybe top ten.
0: Yeah, I think I think you'd be top ten to fifteen range. I would. Yeah, I mean, looking at this now, I don't know. I think he's definitely better than Gary Harris, uh, but I, I think he would be way higher than than where he had. I think we I think we he ended up. Rounding out at where do you end up rounding out, Ricky? I think he, I think you have it pulled up with the, uh, the with
1: the Shumpert. Yeah, he was twenty third.
0: Twenty third. So I think he would probably be above Monta Ellis, Caldwell mm-hmm. Pope, Zach Levine. So I think he would be in that fifteen to to, to thirteen range, which would boost yep. uh, them up more. So I mean, obviously, J.R. Smith not signing, uh, which we talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast, uh, that, that that did hurt their their rankings, but. But 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 the the main takeaway here is star power in the NBA kills, and that, that's something that's going to affect free agent classes. This upcoming one that we talked about, it's going to affect the whole NBA of the Are future. Are the Warriors
1: a lock for the finals? That means because they have the most star Whoa, power. Ricky,
0: um, people will find out until next week when we do our uh, Hold Me To predictions. It's going to be a whole podcast devoted to who's going to be making the playoffs in the West, who's going to be making the playoffs in the East, and who is going to be make, going, advancing in the finals, who's going to be winning uh, Bold in predictions. the predictions. Expect yes. them. Bold predictions. So it's definitely going to be fun. Dave, Ricky, and I will be bringing to you that, uh, those next week. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a video podcast as well you'll be able to see us uh and and Ricky said he's gonna make up some graphics so we'll see if that happens but uh we're definitely excited for this and uh and, and for- what kind
1: of a knock was that just now what the oh oh we'll see if it happens no it's gonna happen Sean believe it we'll have graphics oh no
0: I know but okay. I'm just saying like
1: uh, I I'm, I'm just saying with the little was uh, knock. No, okay. knock okay no I, I saw it as a little bit of a whoa Mm-mm. uh guys we're gonna have the graphics we're gonna have graphics sure. so
0: anyways <laughs> For Dave Oster, Ricky Widmer, I'm Sean Anderson. Do not forget to check out patreon.com slash Podcast if you do want to help us improve it a little bit more. If you want to see video podcasts every single week, that's where you'll help us do that. Also, don't forget to check out Blog Talk Radio if you're not listening on there already. We have all of our full podcasts up there, so if you don't want to wait for the YouTube segments to come out there, check out Blog Talk Radio. But also, if you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to like, and do all that good stuff. We love the support you guys give to us. But for Dave Oster, for Ricky Widmer, I'm Sean Anderson, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for
1: more great podcasts.